You're listening to NFT 365, the first daily podcast on NFTs with your host, Fanzo, talking crypto, blockchain, Web3, non-fungible tokens, metaverse, and what the f*** is a non-fungible token? We'll get to that. It's time for today's episode of NFT 365, the only daily NFT podcast minting an NFT every day for 365 days. Powered by the ADHD coin at rally.io, here's your host and digital futurist, the ADHD superpowered Brian Fenzo. This show is not financial advice, so do your own damn research. What's up, friends? Welcome back to another episode of NFT365. As always, we are super powered or sponsored, whichever you want to say, by Crypto Business Conference. Crypto Business Conference is happening October 9th to the 11th in beautiful San Diego, California. Hope to see all of you there. And as we've been kicking off the last couple episodes, uh, I've been trying this new format where before we get into the show... Um, we're going to get into the idea where I'm going to talk a little bit about the projects that we're minting each and every day. And I, I, I want to say, like, I'm not like a, a basher or a hater of the metaverse or lands or that world. Let's just say I have yet to have my aha moment in the uh, in the metaverse. But I also understand the idea of you know land and and the experiences and developing um, in the metaverse and partially like I think part of my problem has been the ones that I've researched that I'm like ah, I'm not sure apparently they become very popular uh, and then the ones where I'm like actually this one seems pretty cool not so much so I've I've kind of held back a little bit from actually minting um, a lot of land <clears throat> until. Honestly, I found one. I found a really cool one for uh, yesterday's mint, and it's called Verse Estate. And this is the they're currently minting the the New York version. Um, they already have minted out their um, Los Angeles um, kind of location. But the thing I like about it is they're calling it it's an open social hyper realistic VR metaverse. And if you're playing, you know, buzzword bingo at home, I think you just hit a bingo because that was kind of how they're kind of describing their initial piece. But I will tell you, like their team, like the more research I did on this one project, um, it is on Solana, which to me is another, uh, I kind of think of that as a win a little bit over here. I feel like Solana is built a little bit better um, for this kind of um, Web3 technology that they're kind of uh, innovating over there. But they're also a, a, a company brand that uh, headquartered in Dubai they have a, a really massive team with two big partnerships, including one uh, with Coin Telegraph. And as you've heard me share in a couple of the last episodes, like partnerships to me are kind of a big deal when it comes to um, a lot of these VR, um, you know, kind of virtual experiences. So for me, like when I first saw this idea of like it's a VR land, but it also allows you to have kind of like that social metaverse um, 3D experience. So we went and minted that for our um, Mint 365. Uh, I kind of like the idea that it has a little bit of um, kind of like realistic uh, view into like what you know the world might look like. Um, the other thing I liked about this project when I was looking through it was I really went into their team. Like I just want to like for me. Like trusting a, a team is also just trusting that a team has an experience that they'll be able to build upon. And so um, they're, you know, it's still minting. It's called Verse Estate. Um, we'll include a, a link in the show notes, but this is the, the New York version is what we minted uh, for yesterday's uh, Mint 365. 
in you know, kind of building on that theme, you know, today's episode, you know, I've been getting some messages and I say some messages, let's just say I've been getting a, a plethora, which anytime I can use that word, I will make sure to plug that directly into every episode uh, as it is my favorite word, as it's been my favorite word for forever, but a plethora of messages where some people are either fudding, which let's remember fudding stands for fear, uncertainty, and doubt. So when we say someone is fudding, we're saying that they are spreading fear, uncertainty, or doubt about a, a project, about a founder, about you know a group of uh, you know of people. I've been getting some messages, you know, I would say more frequently over the last couple of weeks from some people that are just, that are quote unquote giving me a heads up that like, hey, you know, I don't know if you've been following this pro- person or you might want to distance yourself from this person or I don't longer believe in this project. Brian, I know that you hold them. You know, and part of that has to do with I know my wallet is very public. So most people are very aware of what I'm holding in multiple different wallets. But I wanted to kind of address that a little bit because we have to first understand that our our ability to give people the benefit of the doubt or to give people second chances or to be able to roll with people that might be but that might be asking for forgiveness or asking for more time our ability to do that when we are currently feeling outside pressure, when the market is down, when, let's face it, there are things going around in the world today that are very negative and very um, overwhelming. Our, I, I believe, and like when I think of it from the psychology side, we have a tendency to not only jump to some conclusions, but in some cases overreact based on the environment around us. And that is perfectly understandable. But one of the things that I really wanted to kind of like, kind of hopefully open our, our perspective to and take a step back is that if we understand that right now the market has really shifted and it's changed the way we're buying and selling, if we realize that, you know, even, you know, I'm very blessed that, you know, our podcast, you know, so many of you are still listening to the podcast and I've heard from other podcasters that are like, Brian, some of their numbers are down up to like 50% of their listeners because of these current you know, times that we're living in. And so it's very understandable that you know, if, if things are a little bit um, down, that we might not be as all in in different phases. But the question we often have to ask ourselves is like, are we going to hold others and maybe an NFT project or a founder at a higher standard than maybe we're even willing to hold ourselves during these down times? And so what I mean by that is, you know, if there are, you know, if there's a project that we're like, you know what, we can't wait for them to deliver this, you know, this current utility. And if they keep delaying it, right, but yet they're, they're telling us about it, they're giving us updates, they're kind of keeping us in the know. The questions we have to really kind of come back and ask ourselves is like, what is it that we are, like, are we concerned that, like, hey, they missed their first deadline? Like, I'm just gonna be honest, um, most NFT projects are not hitting many deadlines early on, especially during these current, you know, states of the market. The other thing we have to ask ourselves is, what did we get in this project for? Because I know a lot of people's, um, let's just say, your desire to pull the ripcord, right? Or to eject or to, you know, um, you know, to pull the parachute and say, you know what, I'm going to save what I have now. Our desire to do that sometimes are, is influenced by like the things like the floor price or maybe the, the sediment of the entire um, community. But I think we have to take a little bit of a step back sometimes and realize like, wait a second, like 
I was in this project because of what they were going to deliver in month six and month nine. If in month three they're not delivering, what we have to ask ourselves is, do we trust that, they, that if, they, if they get their things together, will they deliver something of quality? Or maybe it's like, you know what? They're letting us in now, and if I can't trust them to deliver part one, it's no wonder that they're not going to deliver part two and part three. And I'm not one telling people not to flip out of projects, not to pull the ripcord. I, I actually would argue that sometimes selling at a loss before everyone else realizes that they probably should sell at a loss um, is a great way to you know maintain your liquidity. But I do feel like right now is the time you have to like you know check yourself before you wreck yourself in that state of like like take a step back and say you know what they might not be delivering on this or they might have changed the dates on this but I still believe in them at the core or you know what I'm gonna give them a second chance but I want I want to know these type of things the other part of this is you know is it a is it a pile on conversation. Or is it something that is your individual thought? It's very easy, and I, and I fell victim of this as well, where sometimes I've, I've walked into a conversation where everyone is, is talking about, like, you know, is kind of piling on a certain topic. And I'm like, you know what? They're right. And I kind of, like, kind of jump in on that feeling. But the next day when I take a step back and I'm like, you know what? Like, I can see where they're coming from. But if I'm looking at, like, what I care about and the things that I'm worrying about, then, you know what? That their influence shouldn't influence my decisions. And so that to me is a big one. The other one is, and this is one that I, I mean, I've had many sleepless nights, especially over the last month or two with a couple of projects that I, that, that I've cared deeply about. And I care about the others that are holding the NFTs in the, uh, as well is that, you know, what is your, by you putting out that like publicly, right? If you tweeting or you bashing uh, a product or a person or a project, um, if you're starting to complain about them publicly, like we have to like ask ourselves, like what is our goal there? And we also have to recognize that it doesn't take a lot of followers, right? I, you, can ha- you can have a low amount of followers, but a lot of people from one project follow you. And by you simply, you know, making certain statements or proclamations, it is going to possibly influence others decisions. And so the question I always have to ask myself is that, you know, like I'm one that wants to be real and, and as authentic as I can possibly be. But I also understand that sometimes transparency can get a blurred line with oversharing. And so that's where I'm going to ask, I'm going to challenge us is like, am I oversharing because I'm bitter and I'm frustrated or am I sharing this to try to protect others? And let's also remember, what does protecting others mean? And I know, like, I'm a, I'm a recovering people pleaser. And when I say recovering, I, th- I put that word on there like, just to give myself feel better because I do have, like, a, a massive, uh, you know, I, I often overcompensate to my goal is to please others and not piss people off. And, and I, I am much more of a lover, not a fighter. And, and for me, part of it is also is like, I want other people to come to their own conclusions on certain things or certain people or certain projects. And I also, this is the thing I often ask myself, right? If I'm going to um, either talk negatively or if I'm going to publicly share which projects I'm selling or which projects I'm removing from my bag, what I have to ask myself is, is like, what are like, what are the short term and like long term, you know, impacts or repercussions of that? And then also taking a step back and asking my, like, am I, am I sharing that for me 
or am I sharing that for others? And I think sometimes we can believe that we're doing that, um, you know, for, you know, others, we want to protect everyone else. But if all of a sudden you're putting out that out and everyone starts selling and the prices of their, of someone's NFTs that they have starts going down drastically, did you really help them? Right? Like would it have been, would it have been better in like a private message? Right. And you know, like I, I, I've, I've, I've kind of prescribed to this rule my entire social media life, right? Like, a, I'm not going to post things that I'm not okay with my mom seeing, right? Like that's always been a, a mama's boy, boy role of me. And, and, and trust me, my mom's messaged me sometimes. She's like, Brian, I, I'm disappointed that you shared that, or I can't believe that you put that out there. But I, but I've risked, I, I've managed that kind of like risk versus reward. The other thing that I try really hard on is that, you know, if you, if we are going to be someone that understands that, you know, like the, the Spider-Man uncle Ben, right? Like with great power comes great responsibility. You know, like I don't overly promote a lot of projects because I don't know what your version of success is. I don't know. Are you looking at it from a, what is this project going to look like in November? Or are you looking at it? What is this project going to look like in 30 days? Or maybe you're going to be like, I don't care. I care about what it's going to look like a year from now, right? Like I was on a phone call yesterday with a good friend of mine and, you know, bless her heart. She's like, Brian, I want to send you $6,000. I want you to put that into crypto, buy NFTs for me, spend the $6,000, put them into a wallet. And then I want you to remind me next July 4th that you did this for me. And I was like, well, first off, I was like, ah, I kind of like this challenge, right? Because now it's like, well, what project am I going to spend? If someone, if I have $6,000, what am I going to spend? So I spent a little bit of my night last night going through and being like, you know what? Like, would I, would I jump in here? Would I jump in there? Um, and then I sent them a couple projects. Uh, and I will tell you, they came back and were like, what if I made it $12,000? Because now I might want to get into World of Women. And World of Women is currently, I get three and a half ETH or whatever it may be. But the reason I say that is because... In that person's scenario, me fudding a project because they're not delivering like this month or they're in the short term, like I don't know if everyone is not logging in back into July, right? And so I think that's very careful to be to kind of talk about that. The other thing is like even if you're back channeling it, even if you're doing it via DM, there's definitely something to be said about people like, you know, if they're willing to badmouth this project what's the likelihood that they might be able to willing to badmouth me or the projects that I'm working on. Right. And, and I am very much like in, in the, in the camp of like, let's not go over, you know, toxic positivity. And I am perfectly fine at calling a spade a spade and calling someone out. If they are doing something, you know, what I believe is, you know, immoral or against what I believe is like the, the lines, but I'm also very clear. And so this is the other part that I think we should put out there is if you are sharing about you either selling a project, moving on, or no longer involved in a project, whatever that may be, let's add as much context to that as you are comfortable adding. Because a lot of times people are like, oh my goodness, they, like, and I've, I've seen this, Brian, they'll be like, Brian, I see that you posted four of these NFTs for sale. Should I sell mine now too? And it's funny for me on that because partially I'm like, well, do you know why I'm selling them? Did you also look at the price I'm selling them? Right? I list a lot of NFTs at the state where I say, if someone buys this from me, I'm perfectly okay with it because I can buy back into the project at a lower point. Like, There's a lot of NFTs that I have up for sale right now on my OpenSea that like, I have no intention. I, I don't believe they're going to sell anytime soon. But 
if someone's like, oh my goodness, I love this project and that art is the one I want and they're willing to pay me like four ETH for a project that has a floor of 0.4, I'm going to give them the opportunity to buy it because now maybe I can buy two or three of that project. So like don't, don't let like some triggers or some, um, you know, like some data points, like we often make assumptions based on certain data points without like taking in the whole context. And I always like to put out there, right? Data without context is just information, right? It's just, it's another set of information. But data with context gives us the story to understand all of those moving parts. And so like, I am very clear in whenever I am you know, talking, and I try to do this on both, like on positive and negative, right? I tweeted out this morning and said, hey, I haven't been a huge fan of metaverse land um, buys, and I've studied them for a good while, but I found this one on Magic Eden that I really like, and I bought it for the Mint 365 collection. Check it out. To me, that context allows people to make their own decisions. I'm not, this isn't me pumping my bag. I'm literally telling you, I've done research and I've added to my collection. And so this is that, that area where transparency, when it's involved in context, can be really powerful. Transparency or what we can call oversharing, just because we're bitter or mad or we're sad or we're disappointed, can oftentimes do not only more harm to a project or others, but it also can do more harm to ourselves and even do harm to those that we might care about in the project. And I'm just going to put this out there. Every single founder, when I find a founder's Twitter account, I don't just look at what they're talking about of their current project, because let's face it, almost, I mean, if you're anyone that listens here, I believe you must be a collector before you are a creator of an NFT project. Let me say that again. I'm very clear about this. I'm very passionate about this. We must, you must collect NFTs before you create your own collection. And this is coming from the, I'm the press the damn button guy, right? Like I love helping people press the damn button and take action. But in this space, it's really vital for you to be a collector first. And so what I like to do on someone's Twitter account is I go back, like I go back six months and I'll be like, what are they, what were they talking about about NFTs six months ago, four months ago, three months ago. And if I noticed that they jump into a project, they promote it heavily, and then when the project doesn't do as good as they want, they bash that project a lot, and then they're, they're asking me to mint their project as if like, they're all of a sudden now like figure that all out. Like, to me, that is, those are signs and triggers that, that might you know, sway me one way or the other. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, like, that I don't want people to you know, push forward or to um, you know, try new things or to talk about new projects. But I think we have to be very careful in the balance of what we share and how we share it. The last thing is, is that I know for a lot of people, the NFT space has been the very first time that they've had a following or had influence or had a brand where people are, are making decisions based on what you're doing, right? Like true influence to me has nothing to do with fo- social followers. It has everything to do with who are the people that are following you that are willing to take action based on either what you're saying, what you're doing or the things that you're talking about, right? Like it's the, it's, your ability to influence action shows true influence. But with all of that being said, we also have to be very understanding that some people have never had that before. And it can be a little bit, um, let's just get, let's say what it is, right? It can be a little bit overwhelming. It can be a little bit of a dopamine hit that we can't get enough. Like, oh my God, I'm, 
it's so exciting that everyone's jumping when I say jump. And if I say to get in this project, they're getting into it. But just remember, there's also the downside of that, right? The bashing that comes with that. And I've had people in my DMs, even though I try really hard at, at putting out there my, what, why I'm making decisions, and people are like, you know, Brian, I went all in on this project because you interviewed someone associated with them on the podcast, and now the project has fallen apart. How dare you? Like, you're a piece of shit. Like, I, I can't believe that you've done that. And I have to recognize that, like, they're, they're hurt and they're mad at their own decisions and they're blaming me, but I know that I've added that caveat. I'm comfortable knowing that I, when, I, when I put out recommendations or I interview people, I'm very transparent in where I'm, I'm kind of putting that. And so we have to also give people a little bit of a benefit of doubt. Like, so if someone messages me or some of you that might be listening, some of the ones that have messaged me over the last couple of weeks, just know that like, I understand that might be like, hey, you're trying to figure out that balance, right? So like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to challenge us all to let's give people a little bit of grace if we see them talking bad about a project. Let's also give people grace if a project is not currently delivering maybe at what we expected them to deliver at this moment. Now, with all of that being said, there are some projects that I hold in my bag that I am just like, you know what? I no longer trust the founders. They've, they've checked enough boxes of, of you know, they, they haven't been communicating. They, they continue to put out false promises. They, they rather kick people out of a discord or block people than, than just admit that they've done wrong or they haven't been, um, you know, they haven't been as active or haven't done the things that they've said. And, and to me, that's really, you know, you have to kind of make those judgments on your own. But I, I think before we jump to a conclusion before we all of a sudden just sell, you know, selling all of our NFTs for a certain project. Like we have to take a little bit of a step back and we have to like, kind of like understand like, okay, what did we get into this project for? What are the current signs that we are, we are seeing or hearing? And then is it better of getting out now or getting out later? And I will tell you some projects, like I, I might be like, you know what? I no longer have faith, but selling the NFT at $80 right now, probably isn't isn't a positive either so you know what i will hold it and this is what i do on my spreadsheet i put there and this is maybe this is the tip for everybody here is i put like a baseline or a bottom of what i will sell a certain nft for and if all of a sudden the floor price gets to that i just sell it right because i'm like you know what i i determined this you know a while ago right like there's one project that jumps to mind their floor price just jumped uh i believe to 0.06 and i was like Man, I, I'm into this project pretty heavy. I um, I know that their mint price was much 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 higher than that, but selling it at 0.06 right now to me just seems like uh, a loss loss completely across the board. So what I did was I went into my my uh, piece and I was like, you know what? If the floor gets back above 0.15, I'm gonna sell half of my collection, and then if it gets to 0.21, I'm gonna make another decision about removing myself from that that um, collection. Now, that's nothing that I'm putting out publicly, right? Because I'm not out, not out here to bash that like project or put that out there so everyone can see. But I I want to manage my own expectations, and I will tell you, I'm pretty good at sticking to this. For anyone that remembers the Goblin story, like when I minted Goblins uh, originally, I was like, if it gets to a 0.93 floor, I'm done. I'm gonna eject. That's a that's the perfect return on my investment and my and my time. The minute it hit 0.93, I put it up for sale and it sold. Now, I woke up the next morning and it was the floor was 1.7 and I was like, oh no, like what the hell was I doing? But the funny part about that was I didn't like I, I wasn't like bashing myself because I knew 
that when I jumped into that project, I think at 0.09 or whatever it was, that I knew that like my threshold for my gain was at that certain amount, right? So then I went back to it and was like, where could I buy back into goblins? Like what would the floor need to be? And so these are things that you should be doing individually because what, what I've also noticed is that if I hear people starting to talk negatively about a project, I will jump to that spreadsheet and go, okay, what was my, what was my baseline on that? Okay. Okay. I minted it at this price. You know what? I, 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 I'm going to keep faith, but if it gets to this level, I will probably eject. And that's the part of this that most people just don't understand when it comes to selling NFTs. Like it is way harder to sell NFTs, especially NFTs that are rare than it is that most people will ever tell you, right? Like people make it seem like, oh, I pick my price on OpenSea, I set it for sale for three days, and then I just sit back and twiddle my thumbs and bam, there it is. It sold the ETH in my wallet. I got what I wanted for it and I move on. I will tell you sometimes where I want to sell a project for a certain amount and I'm like, you know what? If I dropped it 0.02, uh, you know, I could probably, you know, I could probably sell it now, but you know what? I'm not going to do it. And all of a sudden the floor drops 0.2. And then I'm like, oh my goodness, if I could have dropped it 0.02, I could have sold it. But instead I was being stingy with that 0.02. And now I've lost, you know, instead of, instead of dropping $35, I now have lost $350, right? So like, these are all things that you just have to take into account. And I just, I also just, you know, ask everybody that, you know, when you just see certain actions that people are taking, don't just take them for face value. Do a little bit of research about why someone might be doing something. Because a lot of times someone might be selling an NFT, not because they don't believe in the project, but because they want to build liquidity to buy maybe a, a rare one in the project, right? Like if you would have went back, if you were watching my wallet back in October, November of last year, you would have saw me in one day sell four of my crypto chicks. You would have been like, man, Brian's done. We should all sell our crypto chick. But little did you know, I was selling all four of them to buy the, the rare one that I wanted to like stack that ETH so I could buy into the one that I really, really wanted in that collection. And so be, just be very wary of a lot of those data points and also just recognize recognize that, you know, negativity breeds negativity. And when we're piling on and during this current state, it can be very easy for us to just kind of like let that bleed into our decisions and, and what we're talking about socially. But, you know, like I'm a believer in, in so many of these projects and the people, and I'm also a believer in second chances. I mean, my, my favorite baseball player in the world is Barry Bonds. Uh, if that doesn't sell you um, that I believe in second chances, um, I, I don't know what I don't know what else could possibly be. Is like uh, I, like that's my favorite baseball player, and I understand people can talk about steroids or they can bash him for things that he's done. But I, I'm also one that like I'm judging him for well on the baseball field, and I believe the era that Barry Bonds was crushing it was a st steroid era that everyone was on steroids. So anyhow, go down a Barry Bonds route, you're gonna get me fired up. But I say all of that because we also just have to recognize that like. Do we know what the founders are going through in their personal life and with their mental health, with the world around them? Like, no, like we, we might not know that. And I would challenge, like, if you are a founder, this is where that transparency and that access to you can work in your favor, right? Because if you let people know, like, hey, I got COVID or, hey, I'm, you know, I'm taking care of my kids uh, this summer because of some of the decisions we had to make and I have to, you know, I have to stay home with them so I might not be as active as I, as I maybe had thought I would be. The more that we can own those things, the better it's going to allow people to have the context to make correct decisions. Because I will just tell you, there are a couple of people that 
that, that have messaged me that I, I hope they don't remove themselves from a couple projects because I believe those projects come this fall are going to take off. And I think they are going to be regret not only selling at a loss, but selling based on the FUD that they've heard around rather than their own individual decision. So hope that it kind of uh, inspires you to, we, we just really, really have to consider a lot of those things that are, um, that are out there and, and how these different things uh, influence us. We also have to remember, you know, surround yourself with people that understand what your version of success is and what you believe in, right? And that, that is kind of a beautiful thing. And finding those people, of course, is always one that I, you know, is, uh, is a fun thing in this space to find those people that are aligned with you. Uh, and one of the ways you can do that is, uh, you know, checking out uh, our sponsor event, the Crypto Business Conference, happening October 9th to the 11th in San Diego. Um, one of the, my favorite things about these in-person events is that idea of like, hey, if you're going and sitting in this talk about the metaverse, you must be inter- interested in the metaverse as well and connecting with those people um, that are in the room. And and that can be on, on top of lots of different um, you know levels. So definitely check out different events in your area, different events that align. You know, I like, you know, I'm a big fan of what the Crypto Business Conference um, is working towards because it is focusing on the business aspect of this entire Web3 space from, you know, NFTs to, uh, you know, cryptocurrency to, to metaverse to web three to even social tokens like our ADHD coin. So uh, definitely check that out. Socialmediaexaminer.com slash NFT365. And my friends, you know, it, it was the it was the holiday. We are kicking through you know the month of, uh, of July. Uh, for those that are listening to this in kind of real time, you know, take a you know take a a, a a chance on yourself. Remember that you know like a lot of the things that you believed in early on or the things that you jumped in, just because market's down and, and the things around us are down doesn't always mean that what the decisions you made were wrong. I'm just going to, we, we have to give ourselves a little bit more grace as well, right? You know, I, I always laugh. Like I bought it, I own a Jeep Wrangler. And when, when the gas prices are low, I talk about how much I love that Jeep Wrangler. But as soon as the gas price goes to $7 a, you know, a gallon to fill up my tank, all of a sudden people are like, you're an idiot for driving a Jeep Wrangler. Well, if I don't remember why I bought that Jeep Wrangler and the memories it has and the reason that I love that vehicle, it's very easy to be like, man, I'm an idiot. I should have bought a Tesla. But let's face it, for me, then we're not even, not even competing in the same thing. So, you know, it's easy for us to, to question our decisions, um, you know, Monday morning quarterbacking it, doing it today, saying, why did I do that in February? But trust yourself that the decisions you were making in February were based on the data you had at that time and your belief in where this all is going in the future. So until tomorrow, my friends, make it a great day. Cheers. Bye.